The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Berenci. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Countdown to tip-off uh, is on. We're breaking it down. Big men on campus and Babano are our guest uh, this evening. Uh, break down the national championship game. It's kind of depressing, actually, that the tournament is over. It's been so good. It's just been so good. I've enjoyed it so much. And it's great talking about it. It's great betting on it. It's great watching it. Uh, fortunately, though, you know what? The cycle continues. We've got baseball uh, play factions around the corner uh, right now. Feels like it's been forever since we've had a UFC card. One week off with the UFC. It's like, oh my God. I was thinking I'm like, when when are we going to get some fights? I want to watch some fights. All right, so uh, Baylor gets four and a half points. The total is 159 and a half. Now, the the first half unders have been killing it in the NCAA tournament. Now, they didn't hit on Saturday. All right, they didn't hit on Saturday. There were, you know what I mean? There were higher scoring games, but um, I look at the spread here of four and a half, and I look at the total at 159 and a half, and I think, man, that's a lot of points. Now, I'm not running anywhere to be betting the under of this game, you know, between Gonzaga and Baylor, but it's a championship game, guys. And Gonzaga did not play very good defense on Saturday, all right? So, like, defensively, they got shredded, and you know. You know that Mark Few, although he's happy just to win the game, no matter how you win the game, you know he's not happy with that defensive performance. So you know that Gonzaga is going to tighten things up a little bit. And Baylor are predicated on defense, right? So I'm looking at the total here at 159 and a half, and I think the first half total, first half under, I'm looking long and hard at this. Uh, first half under is uh, 76 points. It's a lot of points, man. To score 77 points? 77 points in the first half of a of a college basketball game, especially a national championship game. You know what's crazy though? And I'm feeling, you know what? I don't know how like I'm gonna lose my bracket actually, because I have Baylor versus Gonzaga. And I'm curious, I'll ask you guys this. Um, you know, let me know on the chat or on Twitter or whatever. What did you guys put as the total? Like for the game. You know, like you have to put like all right, what what's the score gonna be? The total? I said 158 points, and the total is 159 and a half. Not bad that I said that before the tournament started. The late night anger management class. This is sports rage. Bring it. Look, you have a simple choice: keep listening and get the winning edge, or don't and wish you had. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. When you need information, you go to an expert. Not just anybody, but someone who's been right on the money before. So when it comes to gaming, odds, and more, you've come to the right place. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenzi. Countdown to tip off is on the championship game. We're breaking it down. Big man on campus steps up and we got Babano a little bit uh, later on. We'll get into some baseball uh, as well as uh, the Dodgers in San Diego. Both uh, both three and one. It's funny. We expect them to you know to um, to battle throughout the year, and we expected them to be uh, dominant. And dominant is what they are. We expect the Red Sox to suck. The Red Sox got swept by the Orioles. We'll get into some. Uh, Diamond talk a little bit uh, later on. Let's bring in big man on campus. Talk some basketball and more. Big man, always a pleasure, bro. How you doing tonight? Doing great, Gabe. Always a pleasure to talk to you. How are you? I'm all right, big man. I'm all right. You know, and it, um, partied pretty hard on Saturday, actually. I went out to watch the uh, the basketball and uh, what a game. I was talking about it. Like, even people, like, in the restaurant that aren't really big basketball fans were, like, just amazed by what a good game it is. Really one of the best games I've ever seen in my life, big man. It had it all. And I'll just, it was great. It was, it, the, the quality of play was high. UCLA, you know, deserved better. These kids laid their heart on the line. Hell of a game on Saturday. And, and Baylor's performance was unbelievable, kind of being lost in the shuffle. But it's been a great tournament, big man. I know you're, listen, you, you love college basketball, as do I. And I said, to, I don't know, what, like, what's a better tournament than this one, bro? Every, every day, we had great games. We had upsets. Uh, we have great teams now playing in the, in, the, in the title game. It was a hell of a tournament, big man. Yeah, the game on Saturday night, um, you know, it was just one of those games. It's the perfect type of game. You know, the one that both teams just go back and forth. Neither team misses any shots. Um, you know, it's not really defensive mind. It's just really good offense, really good movement, really good everything. And, you know, credit to UCLA. I mean, they definitely continue to defy the odds. And, uh, I, I look, I mean, I remember in that first game when they were down, what, 15 at one point to Michigan State. Um, I thought yep. they were a team that probably shouldn't have been in the tournament, and, and they made a, a crazy run. They just couldn't miss, and, and they were really good offensively, a lot better than I thought they'd be. But, yeah, last night was just – and then it was capped off the way it was. But, you know, credit to, you know, Timmy for taking the charge. I mean, that's a gutsy uh, play to make because at that point he's got four fouls, um, and, you know, it's the last play of the game. So, um, yeah, it had it all. It was really a terrific, uh, a terrific game. I will say, I think the tournament as a whole, I didn't think it was particularly good. Um, but, you know, I think I'm not really going to complain because we didn't have anything last year. So I'm not going to really complain. Well, how, 
What what didn't you like? Well, you know, for the tournament, like I said, like it had it all. You know what I mean? Like the even even the officiating. Like there's a couple of bad calls, but you know what I mean? Like from an entertainment standpoint, big man, how could it be more entertaining? Like how could the tournament been more entertaining? Now I don't have the numbers. I'd have to add them up, but I'd have to feel like there were more double digit victories in this tournament than I ever remember. I thought the Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen games were bad. I mean that one game, that one night. Um, I think it was the last sort of the Sweet Sixteen. It was the Monday night they had. I mean, all four of those games were were, were awful. Uh, but yeah. again, I don't want to be the guy to complain. I, I look, it's a tournament. It, <laughs> it really came on towards the end, so I'm not going to complain. We didn't have it last year, and I'm just happy we have it. No, you know what? I'll, I'll disagree. I think the tournament was great, but you are right about one thing, big man. What it was, you mentioned that Monday. One of them is the same thing with the Friday. Basically, it was like that group of teams, big men. Like when the tournament started on yeah. Friday, they had sort of like the lower scoring, ugly games. And then the Saturday was like Michigan, Alabama, Gonzaga. And you're right, it continued in that pattern. Like the teams that played, you mentioned it like the Monday, that was the Friday group, uh, big man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you are right, there yeah. was. It was. The, the Saturday-Tuesday games were better. We'll put it that way. I know what you're saying. Like, the Monday, the Friday-Monday group, they wasn't as flashy. Like, I don't know. Like, they almost did it deliberately. Like, they put all these low-scoring teams. Like, it was ugly basketball. You're right on the Friday and Monday. I'll give you that. I mean, up until the Elite Eight, I had a hard time thinking of a great game that we saw. Like, just being honest, like, you know, obviously we had the UCLA and Alabama. Those were great and all. But, like, up before those games... I can't remember a, like even like a first weekend game that was like must see. I guess Oral Roberts, uh, Ohio State. Oh look, there weren't that many. You so look either way. I'm looking. It, I'm, it, it, uh, I'm looking back now. Basketball. I'm looking back now, baby. Yeah. So looking back on on the Tuesday. So UCLA, Michigan. It was a good game. It wasn't, you know, it was ugly, but it was close. You know what I mean? It was 51-49. Yeah. Gonzaga blasted uh, USC. Yeah. Uh, the games before that, Houston and Oregon State was a good game. Uh, Arkansas and Baylor was good. Like I said, like I, you know what I mean? I'm more, you know, it's funny. I'm the negative one, yeah, big recently man. Recently, they've been good. Like, the, the recent ones have been good. I'm, I'm kind of, like, talking about the first weekend through kind of like the Sweet 16. Like, those games were pretty bad. You know, and what's amazing to me, though, big man, is all of the upsets. So we had the highest, you know, amount of seeds and all yeah. this type of stuff. And so there's all these upsets. But in the end, and I told everybody this before the tournament started, and I think some people don't believe it, but it's this is really the most predictable thing in sports, big man. And I always kick myself at the end of this stuff that I didn't make more money on it. There really is a formula, big man, of teams like who can win the tournament. I swear to God, I've been doing it every year. And we did it this year. And there was only the only teams that could win big man were Gonzaga and Baylor. And here we are right now. Look, right. guys, it's 20, 29 of the last uh, 31 years, guys. It's a three-seater or, you know, one or two or a three-seater wins. And, you know, the three-seed's an exception as well. It really is amazing, big man. The one-seeds always freaking win this tournament. You just have to figure out which one-seed is going to be, big man. Yeah, and like, I mean, as any, we're not no one surprised by where we are now. Uh, you know, ultimately, we knew Gonzaga would be here. It was just a question of who is it going to be that they would play. Was it going to be Baylor? Was it going to be you know Houston, Michigan, whoever? 
Uh, yeah, Gonzaga's been the number one. It was almost serendipity that they made that shot last night because, you know, it, it's just been a special year for them. And, uh, you know, look, Mark Few's always been a guy. You know, you and I have had the conversation over the years about Gonzaga. And, you know, I, I've said before, I think he's the best coach in the country. And I think you can make the case he's one of the best coaches in the history of the sport because you look at where that program was when he came there and where it is now, it's pretty yeah. incredible. I mean, it's really like... Like it's really we've talked about Grand Canyon. It's like inheriting that school and taking Grand You're Canyon right. to like where Gonzaga is. That's pretty incredible uh, what they've done. Uh, and now it's, it's you, you get the best players, they get the best recruits. It's 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 incredible. I know. You're exactly right, big man. If you think about it, like, all right, where did Gonzaga come from? All right, like we all know, well, they've been around a while. We see them, and, you know, they're that sort of small power, and they've fallen short. But as you stated, big man, I didn't even really even realize it, but we're talking about a team, bro, that was in the big sky. They were, so like, like you said, like big man just explained, imagine taking a team that you're in the big sky like 30 years ago, and now, like, you're on the verge of a national championship. And as Big Man just stated, they just got their highest recruit ever, right, year. Big Man? Yeah. They got the kid out of yeah. uh, out of Nebraska there, right? The, the point guard. Six, uh, six-ranked player in the country. It's the highest recruit they've ever gotten. And now, you look, and as you stated, Mark Few is just a great coach. He's got a great system. He lets the kids do their thing. You can tell he's not uptight. He lets the kids have fun, but he's serious as well. Um, now, he's one win away, Big Man. Because I got to tell you, this is it, bro. I mean, can you imagine they come this far and they don't get it done? I'm not saying that, you know, this is it and they'll never yeah. get back again. But they've got to finish. Let me ask you, too. we got a break. But I want to ask you, I don't think it's crazy, big man, to say that Baylor wouldn't have lost a game if they didn't get COVID, bro. Like, they, this, this, this might have been a matchup of undefeated teams. But they were supposed to play each other. And that game was canceled. But Baylor only lost twice, guys, and it was coming back from COVID. Late night anger match for class continues. Seriously. We do this 24 hours a day, every day. It's real. And it's here. We've got to come up with a better name for it than fantasy sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. So many sports. So many memories. So many players. So many teams. So many great matchups. So many possibilities. Now are you really going to pass all that up? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Halfback passes to the center. Back to the wing. Back to the center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. Halfback passes to center. Back to wing. Back to center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. I can't bear this any longer. I'm leaving. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gabriel Morenci. Kicking it with Big Man on campus. He and Cameron will join us a little bit uh, later on. AK Bob Bano. 
Um, yeah, I'm still buzzing from that game last night. And, you know, just amazing, you know, what Juzang did in this tournament, uh, big man. This kid made himself a lot of money. And I got to be honest, I didn't, I didn't realize he's Asian. Um, <laughs> so I see now that uh, they're making a big deal about it. Johnny Juzang, you know, will be the first Asian-American NBA lottery lottery pick. So I didn't know he was Asian, but I'll tell you what, I know that uh, he's going to make a lot of money, big man. What a tournament this kid had. Yeah, he came out of nowhere. I mean, he was a kid that played at Kentucky. You know, he was a pretty high recruit. And, you know, he didn't really work out at Kentucky. He was kind of behind Tyrese Maxey and Quickly and a couple other guys. And, you know, it's hard to get, you know, minutes there. You know, there's so many guys. And he kind of moved on. And, uh, you know, he, he, he wedged out a, an opportunity at, at UCLA. Listen, my, Gabe, I want to say this again. And, and I, I find this to be incredible. You look at UCLA and the season they had – we have to remember they did it without their two best players. Chris Smith and Jalen yep. Hill barely played the entire year. Um, it's just pretty incredible how, how good they played without those guys. It's really a testament to, to Mick Cronin, who has kind of finally arrived. But, yeah, Juzang, uh, he played his way into the NBA after this, 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 uh, this month or so. Incredible stuff. Yeah, I thought about that. I was just thinking about that too. You're right about Mick Cronin, and I know um, I did TV. I did. Uh, he worked. I worked on TV with Mick Cronin before one year. It was pretty cool. I did a tournament. He was on the network we were on, and he was in studio with us and stuff. So I got to know him. Um, I, I became buddies with Rick Majerus more than him, uh, but I got along with Cronin. But I hit it off. We had Mike Jarvis, bro. Mike Jarvis was with us, uh, Rick Majerus, Mick Crono, great stuff. And Mick is a great guy. He's in a horse racing too, big man. I don't even know that. Like he's big time, like horse better. Loves horse racing. So, um, but good for him. As you stated, he's always been that guy. And let's be real. They kind of, you know, they didn't score enough in Cincinnati. And there was sort of like the ceiling of how far he could go. I admitted at the time, big man, I thought it was a strange hire, Cronin at UCLA. I didn't think it was a yeah. they fit each other type of stuff. But clearly I was wrong. I mean, look, and, and as you mentioned, they did this without their best players. And don't tell me now, big man, that this isn't going to be a massive boost for recruiting for UCLA, bro. And the Pac-12. Like USC, but UCLA. I mean, I know we did a we did a poll, big man. I don't know. I think you might, we talked about it with you. Remember, we said, all right, out of the six in the Sweet Sixteen, which school would you go to if you got to choose now? Right? I said yeah. UCLA, and yeah. a lot of people did. And look, it's a great school. You know, it's a great great campus. Just you know, great basketball history. I think UCLA are back, big man. They didn't win right now, but I tell you, this team's not going anywhere because you know, recruiting wise, they're going to kick ass now. No, they are, and yeah, Mick's a great, a great uh, kind of basketball lifer. I mean, his father was a great coach in, in Cincinnati. Yeah. Kind of cut his teeth, and and Mick kind of came up through you know Murray State, and then you know through uh, through different programs. Yeah, I still remember he had just an incredible press conference after that. Uh, remember the brawl they got in at Cincinnati between Xavier <laughs> and him? And, uh, they, they kind of his players came out and said some stuff, and he basically said, "Look, you know." I don't know if I have a job here after this. You know, he, he was he was kind of upset that it, it kind of took it to the, to the school. But, yeah, they're going to do really well uh, in the recruiting aspect. It's a great place to go play basketball. It's a great campus. And, uh, you know, Mick, Mick seems to have found a home. It was a weird hire, but it looks like it's worked out. And one thing, guys, too, with college basketball, I know it's all about winning a championship, but you know this, big man. 
it's about getting to the final four, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Only one team wins. So, like, like you said, like, Mick Cronin sort of arrived now. Like, he didn't win the championship, but he soldified, like, he, you know what I mean? Like, he cemented the fact of his legacy here. Hell of a career, got to the final four. Yeah. Lost at the buzzer against the best team in the country and one of the best games ever played. You know what I mean? Like he, he really is. It justifies you. You know the UCLA hiring him uh, as well. So as far as Juzang is concerned, I mean he is going to be. You know, I, he where is he going to get drafted in the NBA? I don't know. Lottery pick? I guess so. I mean, if you look at just the instant points uh, that he brought and a kid showed that he's got ice in his veins, big man. You know, Juzang will be a lottery pick. Yeah, I, I think he's made his case. I mean, we saw kids kind of have that last month or so in their career, and they just kind of vault up draft boards. He kind of has a Dante DiVincenzo feel to me, where he just kind of lauds his way into the you know into the top twenty, uh, maybe top fifteen. Uh, but I guess he would be, uh, from what I'm reading, I think he'd be the first Asian American NBA lottery pick, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, he really had a, a great uh, a great season and. Uh, you know, good for him. I mean, he came out of kind of nowhere and he found his niche and, and it worked. For the record, guys, he was projected if he, you know, I mean, he's never, he hasn't announced that he's leaving yet, but he was projected as the number 24th pick before. So before the tournament started, he was projected 24. So how much has he got up, as you stated? You know, I mean, I don't know. I got, you know, what, 12, 13, you know what I mean? I don't know if he goes seven or eight or something like that, but I like the kid. I like the kid a lot. And um, you can just tell, big man, who has an NBA shot. You know what I'm saying? And it's the quick release to me, guys. You know who I like, too? I like that man kid on Florida, big man. Uh, you can just tell. Like, the kid has a quick release, no hesitation. And it's you can't teach that. You'll notice some guys will sort of just hesitate for a second or they'll look and, like, Juzang's automatic. He doesn't think. It's just like the reflex, muscle memory, boom, shoot, get the ball, shoot. Like, so smooth, so smooth. And um, so as we stated, yeah, it's, it's amazing that this kid was projected number 24 before this. And now he probably will be uh, a lottery pick or at least top 10. So we can, we can talk about this game all night, um, uh, big man. But how about the Baylor Bears, man? What a performance, huh? They just kicked the crap out of Houston. Yeah, it definitely was a surprise to me. Uh, I I felt like Houston could maybe hang around in the game, but yeah, it, it was just really. It never really. I think Houston led one time, and it was three nothing at the beginning of the game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and they just didn't get anything from anyone else. I mean, I think Sasser was you know, the only one that really was doing. I mean, for the first ten fifteen minutes, Sasser was the only one doing anything, and you know Baylor just couldn't miss. I mean, at one point they were just knocking everything down, anything they shot. I mean, they had 1.34 points per possession, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, it's uh, you know, as you said kind of before that break, you have to kind of wonder where Baylor would be if they didn't have that coronavirus outbreak. Maybe they were undefeated. We'd be looking at two undefeated teams here. Um, they had kind of a rough go of it uh, around that time, but uh, it's really been, you know, head down from, from that point on. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. I'm like, man, would they be undefeated? But they would have played each other, right? That's what's crazy. So Gonzaga and Baylor were supposed to play each other. That's what's amazing about this. And they did it because uh, Baylor got coronavirus. And they got it pretty good, too. Like, it was it affected the kids. They were sick. And I remember when they came back, big man, because I bet against Baylor a couple of times then. And I remember when they came back, and they said the biggest problem was 
was their legs. Like they, they were getting tired after coronavirus and defensively they were so dialed in and Drew said after, he said, we lost our defensive groove. Well, they were off for three weeks, guys, right? So like he said, we lost our defensive groove. So when they came back, he said that we were tired and we we sort of, we lost the pocket that we had. Like we, we had a wall like built and it basically, it crumbled when we were off and they put that back together. But yeah, you have to wonder like, like you know, cause everyone talks about Gonzaga and rightfully so guys, but Baylor, hell of a season that these guys have had, man. I mean, they've only lost two games, and that was coming off of the coronavirus, and it has smashed their way through. Like, they cruised through. Here they are right now. So, I listen, I'm already on Gonzaga, big man, and I, I like the fact that Gonzaga was tested, actually, big man. Like, I think it's a positive if, if you're Gonzaga. Number one, I think it, folk, it wakes you up. I don't think they had attitude, these kids, but now they realize, you know what, we can get beat. Like, this, you know, look how close we just came to losing. We need to tighten things up. The fact that they gave up so many points, I almost like it as well because I think they're going to focus more now on defense coming into this game. And... Um, you know, but Baylor are great guys. Baylor are a deep ass team, man. The three guards, they all can hit threes. This is a great, great matchup, big man. What do you think about the game? Are you leaning one side or the other? As far as the point spread's concerned, the four and a half? Over. Yeah, I, over, I, huh? I first highlight over one fifty yeah, one fifty nine and a half. I, I think you, you made the point about the defense. Such a quick turnaround. I mean, Saturday night to, to Monday night. Really not very much time to really get much of a, a plan in there. And, look, defensively, Gonzaga has problems. I, I think they've off and on had yeah. problems all year. I know their numbers are going to necessarily say that, but this is a different offense you're facing. And we have to look at the fact, Gabe, that in the, the jump shooting category, I'm, UCLA hit everything. I mean, Cody Riley was abusing them in, in, in kind of pick-and-pop situations, which, you know – when he's doing stuff like that, you have to wonder what Baylor might do. I have some real concerns about that for Gonzaga. Um, you also look at Baylor. I mean, they've had their own defensive issues at times. Um, no one can stop Gonzaga. I'm not going to continue to try to say, well, if this team stops Gonzaga, they don't stop Gonzaga. Gonzaga legitimately has the best offense in the history of the sport. I don't think anyone will argue with that. Um, I, I think this is a game where you see up and down. It's, it's probably a game similar to last night. Very good offense, very crisp offense. Both teams shoot the ball at a high level. Gamers on both sides. I don't think either team can stop each other. I kind of had it 85-81, a game like that. I feel like Gonzaga wins, but you know, we'll probably talk about it more on the other side. Big man on campus kicking it with us. Ian Cameron's going to step up in it a little bit later on. The late-night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. There's a pandemic going on out there. It's catchy. It's called The Winning Edge. And the only place you can get it is right here. Get on the grid. And stay there. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Um. As long as you can remember, there's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memories, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Do you have a gambling problem? No, I enjoy it. It's a hobby. I keep telling you, yes, I do. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Omarensi. Big man on campus kicking it with us. Ian Campbell will join us a little bit uh, later on talking about Monday's national championship game. Total 159 and a half. And it's interesting, big man. So, of course, no tournament last year. So, I'm just looking back at uh, championship game scores. And Virginia and Texas Tech, 85-77. I don't think anybody thought it would be that high scoring between those two teams, right? 85-77, so they got to uh, they got to 100 and, uh, 162. Villanova beat Michigan 79 to 62. North Carolina beat Gonzaga 71 to 65. We had 77-74 uh, Villanova, North Carolina. Duke beat Wisconsin 68-63. So I'm saying generally, though, big man. The national title games are lower scoring, but you have just two such great offenses here. It's hard. Like, I, you can't bet the under. I get that. But I was thinking about the first half under, big man. It's 76 points. Um, are they really just going to both come out running and gunning, man? Are we really going to get to, like, 80 points in the first half? Like, I think it could be a little bit slower start, big man. And even for, like, betting the game, betting the total, if it starts off slow, maybe, you know, we can get like a 154 and a half in game or a 151 and a half or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I would watch that. I just, I will say this with Gonzaga. They've, they've went over in literally, I'd have to go back and look when the last time they didn't go over in the first half, but I mean, their team totals are always around 38, 39. They get to 40 yeah. every first half. When you look at their first half points That's per true. game, it's at 46 and a half, I believe, every game. It's incredible how good they are in the first half. I would have a lot of reservations about any first half unders with them just because they're so good at, you know, they, they have 30 by the six, seven minute mark of the, the first half. I'd have to go back and look when the last time was that they didn't go over personally in the, in the first half. Uh, I, I think the game's high, up and down. I don't think either team stops each other. Both these offenses are very efficient. Gonzaga wants to run. They want to go up and down. They have the third best possession length in America. I think they're running a play every 14 seconds. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Uh, and we look at Baylor. There are no slouches either from a pace stand. But plus the efficiencies there, uh, I, I think it's up and down basketball. One thing with, with Gonzaga, you are right about this, like in the first halves. Like they, they, it's 38 and a half, 39 and a half all the time, and they always get into the 40s. Um, their team total for the game, big man, is 82. Gonzaga is 82. They've scored, they, they scored eight or three or more in every game in this tournament. Like this is, this is a lower number than what they've scored in the five games so far. Baylor, yeah, 77 I mean, they, and a half. They've had no trouble. It's true. 
Right. And when, let me ask you, Gabe. The best offense you've probably seen to this point would have been that Villanova team that beat North Carolina a couple of years ago. And I think from a points per possession, they had a better offense overall. But you'd have to agree, this is probably the best offense you've probably seen in 20, 20-ish years, right? Yeah, yeah. Their diversity, their quickness, their efficiency, as you stated. You know, look, you have Loyola Marymount, but that was, you know, it's kind of an exception. Loyola Marymount scored 122 points a game one year, uh, but they played like speed ball, right? And so, and it wasn't sustained. They just, you know, right. it wasn't sustainable. They played speed ball, but you're right. I mean, look, they averaged, they, they averaged 92 points a game, guys. And that's the thing, too. You could talk about the conference that they play in and who they play against, but they've done it against everybody. But you're right. Like, I, I, I do agree. I, I said earlier in the week, big man, you know, they need to finish they need to finish this off, but they remind me of the UNLV team in a sense. The the running rebels and they were so explosive and they, you know, multiple guys went to the NBA. And that that's what they sort of remind me of. And UNLV fell short. They lost to Duke and then they won the title also, but they fell short and they couldn't run the table. So I think, you know, they're so damn close to doing this. I do. I still think Gonzaga finds a way here, big man. The thing with Baylor is, guys, Baylor are lethal. And if Baylor are hitting their threes, they could beat Gonzaga. Yeah, they really could. I mean, but that's what it comes down to. I mean, are Baylor going to be hot from the field? And I got to tell you, we could talk about Gonzaga all night, but I tell you, big man, Baylor are a lot of freaking fun to watch play offense too, bro. Any one of those kids can score. Right, and you have to look at last night as a prime example that – you know, it really uh, – Gonzaga's defense is, is good, but it, it has issues. I mean, again, Cody Riley destroyed them in the pick-and-pop game. I mean, Juzang really got whatever he wanted. Um, they have no problem playing up and down. I think ultimately they do win the game. Uh, I wouldn't bet against Gonzaga. I'd have no interest in betting against Gonzaga. Do I think the number's probably right where it should be? Probably. Uh, I just feel like we're going to see an up-and-down game. I'll lean on points. And again, I will say this time and time again, go find a game this season where Gonzaga has not scored 40 in the first half. It's every game they score 40 or more. You have a team total currently in the first half at 39 and a half. Yeah. Don't you just have to keep yeah. riding that? Is this really going to be, you know, 31-28 at the half? I mean, both these teams have killers all over the place as far as kids that could just get buckets. Who's going to stop Timmy on, 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 on Baylor? The problem that Baylor has here, Gabe, is the guys that can actually stop Timmy, like Thamba and Tashawe, the backup, you can't put them on the court because they're completely useless offensively. Vital's too small. Um, there's just no matchups. Every player is going to get what he wants in this game. It's that simple. Yeah, one one thing Baylor could have problems with, too, but Baylor could get into foul trouble as well. Baylor do foul a lot. They could get into foul trouble against Gonzaga, and they're going to put the Zags uh, on the line. But, you know, as far as the total is concerned, guys, as we stated, you can't be betting an under. And, big man, you're, you are right. Like, you know, you look back, I remember the BYU game, uh, 88. Like, teams have gotten into the mid-70s on Gonzaga, right? They do. Uh, you know, if you're a good offense, look, Oklahoma scored 71 on them. BYU scored 78 on them. Santa Clara put 75 up on them. They they destroyed USC and, and Creighton, but Baylor's a different breed here. So as far as the total, yeah, I could I, I kind of see it, big man, because look, put it this way. Like, is Baylor going to score 75 points in this game, big man, do you think? I do. I think they'll get to 75. Do you? 
Yeah, I think both teams get to eight. I think both teams push 80 for sure. Yeah, so team total, 77.5 is the Baylor Bear team total. 82 is the team total for Gonzaga. And another thing is, too, guys, with the, the, the 82 here, they've gone over this number every, uh, every game in the tournament. So they scored 93, 85, 83, 87, and 98. Um, the last time they didn't actually score uh, 82 or more was at March 8th against St. Mary's, 78-55. And St. Mary's likes to slow it down against these guys. Um, yeah, it's, it, there's going to be points in this game, bro. You're right. I, you know, they probably both do get into the 80s, 80, 87, 81 or something like that. I don't think Gonzaga are going to blow them out, though. I already have Gonzaga on a future, so I'm going to stand pat. I'm not going to abandon. I'm not going to buy out of it or anything like that, but I'm not going to lie to you, big man. I am a little concerned. Baylor are good. No, they're very good, and that's why, for me, I'm not really running to bet a side here. I think the number's probably right where it should be. I don't really want to bet against Gonzaga is really my, my whole thing, and I think both these offenses, you know, both teams have NBA players. Both teams are you know, would it surprise you, Gabe, if this this game is 91-88? You know, like, there's bucket getters everywhere on this court, uh, and both offenses want to go quick. They want to go up and down. Um, they want to kind of play that NBA offense. So, yeah, I I don't have any issue. If, if you like Baylor, you like Baylor. I like both teams. I think both are very good. I'll just kind of split them and go over. And one thing with Gonzaga, too, guys, is I'm talking about their team total. I'm all worried now, too, about this. I'm all confused. I'm like, oh, yeah, the first half, I don't know. You're right. They do score a ton of points. You're right. They always get they always get to the points. But one thing with Gonzaga, like last night, they needed to score, right? They needed the game and whatever. But usually Gonzaga are up, guys, and they take the pedal off the metal a little bit, right? Because there's always a game coming up. Now, there's no game coming up. So... If, you know, they're, they're, it's going to be pedal to the metal for 40 minutes here. They're not going to let up if they get a lead, and they're going to keep scoring. So I think the team totals are definitely in play here. To 82, big man, for, for Gonzaga. I don't have a problem with it. I Listen, I got burnt. I've been riding Gonzaga throughout the tournament. And, uh, yeah, look, last night, guys, was the first game that they didn't cover, right? They had covered the first half and the side of the game, like first half and game. They were perfect uh, 4-0 before last night. But I'll go back to it once again here. I'll go back to it. Let played them in the first half here. But I'm really fired up. This is this is a great game that we have here, big man. Can't wait. Very much is. Uh, I'll uh, I'll tell you. I'm going to recommend first half team to over Gonzaga. I'll keep banging that one out. It's uh, it's been good money, and uh, I'm not going to jump off it here. I don't see any reason to to jump off it. Uh, who's doing the game? Is it Jim Nance or is it McDonough and Vi- uh, Dick Vitale? Uh, I, would, I don't even know. I would believe it's it. I believe it's Nance and and, and that group. Yeah, I was I like I liked uh, Vitale. If you notice, he dials it down a bit. Vitale in the final four. You know what I mean? Like during the regular season, he goes crazy during these games and stuff. But he understands that people aren't tuning in for him, right? Like during the regular season, people used to tune in for him. Like he, you know, Vitality, he was supposed, like Bill Walton, he's supposed to put a show on. But uh, I thought they should add Bill Walton in there for the UCLA game. Like, you know, well, figure it, won't it be out, them guys. Because they're, they're with ESPN and, and CBS carries it. So it'll be Raftery, Grand Hill, and Nance, I would imagine. Yeah, but they, um, for the tournament, big man, they'll, they, they, 
they allow you to work for the other networks. You know what I mean? Like it's been done in the past. Okay. Where yeah, it's like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's a CBS or ESPN guy. But because like the big thing was Dick Vitale had never done a Final Four before, right? Because they didn't have the rights to it. And people got mad. People were like, it doesn't matter if he doesn't work for this network. And then finally they did. They got Vitale on it a few years ago. But now, I don't know, with TBS and TNT, I don't know. Like the tournament to me is a CBS tournament, but it really isn't anymore. I mean, T, you know. I don't know. I never even. I don't care what network uh, these games are on. I'm watching them online uh, for the most part, or in a bar, or whatever. Uh, but I just it just crossed my mind. I was like, oh, I wonder if Vitale's doing the title game. But you're right. It'll it'll be Grant Hill, and uh, it'll probably be Grant Hill and Jim Nance. So you know, it is kind of depressing, though, big man. This is it. This is it. No more college basketball. When's the when's that basketball tournament start? Anyways, is that in the summertime? The TBT? <laughs> exactly. That's one of our favorite things. Uh, in the summer, very not too long, a couple months. Uh, but you know, T- we'll be back at it next year. You know, we'll be back before we know it. And uh, you know, it looks like we we'll have a, a really good summer. I'd hope, and uh, football will be hopefully normal again, and back to regular basketball next year, hopefully. Yeah, and get to get into the baseball grind. The baseball grind uh, right now. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I got caught up in the basketball, um, so I didn't. I didn't bet any baseball today. But we'll we'll, we'll get back uh, after it. How you been doing with uh, betting on baseball I, so far? I, I'm. I took my first loss in baseball. I was six and zero coming into today, and I took my first loss with uh, with St. Louis. So St. Louis got crushed. But yeah, it's been a good start for me. I've had. I've been all underdogs so far, and. Uh, you know, I'm kind of staying with, you know, grabbing these good spots and it's work. All right, we'll wrap up with Big Man on campus on the other side, the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Bring it. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network, doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Your search is over. You found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of of sports sports talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Three minute warning. Level one. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. Big man on campus uh, with us just for a couple of more minutes. We'll get big man uh, out of here. But great start for big man on campus on the diamond. Uh, six and oh. And uh, Baltimore sweeps the Boston Red Sox. And uh, now the Red Sox uh, host uh, Tampa, big man. And we're just talking about, you know, in sports betting, guys, you don't want to overthink things, right? 
the Red Sox are going to be a massive fade this year, big man. Uh, but we'll just keep betting against them until the odds makers catch up, because eventually uh, they'll be uh, they'll be big, big uh, underdogs all the time. Uh, but look at this number here, overnight number right now. Uh, Walk on the Tampa Bay race minus one twenty six, big man. That's what I'm saying. Like the Red Sox are terrible, right? Like we got to keep just betting against them at these short prices until they catch up to it. Yeah, another team to keep an eye on as well that they continue to list as a favorite. Three games, three favorites, three losses. The Cleveland Indians suck. I mean, this team can't – they don't have any talent. Lindor's gone. Uh, there's nothing here anymore. Rotation's not good. And they're getting a hot Royal team, a Royal team that is hitting the baseball. I mean, the Royal, Royals put a ton of rough, runs up on a board against Texas over the weekend. So, yeah, the Indians and the Red Sox – both fade teams. Uh, and now the Orioles, who start off 3-0, and they head up to the Bronx to take on the Yankees. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, though. I would, do you want to lay 255 with the Yankees? I don't. I'm not saying Baltimore no. beats them, but at plus 210, or I, you know. Look, if you're getting plus 210, guys, if they win one game out of the three, you know, you're not doing poorly. If they take two of the three, you're laughing. Right? You're laughing. That's the thing with baseball. Underdogs are the way to go when betting uh, on the diamond. Big man on campus, of course, you know uh, who he is. You can follow him on Twitter. Uh, easy to find. Big man, always a pleasure, my man. I'll see you online tomorrow. Championship game tomorrow night. Enjoy, Gabe. Thanks, man. There's Big Man on campus with us. Great stuff, Big Man. Thanks for the time. Ian Cameron will step up and then we'll get Babano's thoughts on the championship game. And more. Jordan Speed, victorious. 11 to 1, cashes a ticket. Bring it. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan. Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.